This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. about tinks eating salad with a spoon it's like spoon soup salad it's like a soup and salad mixed together i'm like do you eat fucking gazpacho because it's effectively what you're doing you're spooning your salad and i just i respectfully disagree My guest today is Christina Najjar, better known as the tiktok phenom tinks tinks is a digital creator advice expert and podcast host I became aware of her from her presence on TikTok, where she's known as TikTok's big sister. I've talked before on the show about the good, the bad, and the ugly of TikTok, and there's no better person to weigh in on these things than Tinks. Plus, Tinks and I had a very contentious truffle fry fight that we needed to settle, so let's get into it. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Where are you? I'm in LA. I'm at home. I just got back from working out, ready to take on the week, ready to talk with you. I'm so excited to meet you finally. I'm excited too. So what does LA feel like compared to New York to you? Do you, where, what are you? Are you a New Yorker? Are you, do you feel like you're from England? What, what do you feel inside? I have lived so many different places. I like LA for the lifestyle, the people can be tough. The people, mm -hmm. the scene here can be a little bit tough, but once you find your people and you stick with them, it's great. I like the lifestyle. I like to be hot. Um, like I like the, the sun. I like to be outside. I like the whole vibe of LA, but the people in New York, the energy it's, it's unmatched, you know? Um, but I feel, I don't know. I don't really know if I feel like I'm from anywhere, to be honest with you. I, I always kind of feel a little bit out of place, but I, I like it that way. Right. And then you're really an observer. Yeah. But in LA, when I lived, I lived there for 10 years from, um, I didn't even walk with a class, but right after NYU. And I thought I would never leave, but I was yeah. at a different age. Um, 
But I did find, because I'm very insular and I don't go out a lot, it's very hard to sort of motivate yourself because you might have to go across town where yeah. in New York, even if you're not going to quote unquote the cool place, walking outside is interesting. So what do you think about all that distance? Yeah, no, it's it's so true. Like in New York, it, it was it's really funny you say that because I was out with some friends um, the other night and we were we went to one party. We thought it was going to be great and it was a miss. And then we were like, well, we're all dressed up. We want to mm. go somewhere. You know, in L.A., it takes a lot more planning in New York. And we all stood there on the street corner. And we said if we were in New York, we could go into any of these bars and it would be a scene. It would be a vibe. It would be fun. There would be energy. It's right. just different. And in L.A., it takes like two weeks to plan something. You're like meeting your friend and they live 40 minutes away. It's literally like a calendar invite. And you got to think about traffic and all this stuff. And and yeah, you can just like to sit in your house. But I but I also like to sit in my house. So I'm so I'm okay with that, you know? Right. Um, but it was but hard to motivate. For me, it was very hard, meaning going to the deli in New York can be an experience. Just walk downstairs, you've got in your elevator, you're in your pajamas, you interact with someone. Yeah. You've felt something. You've spent $20 and you've seen something. You've seen something. And your doorman, yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole community. You, you go outside, like there's some woman in a fabulous coat. There's like a, you know, a mom walking. There's kids. Like there's so much. And that's the energy, right? You, right. you land in New York, you get off at JFK and you feel like you just shotgunned a Red Bull. And that's the beautiful thing about it because there's so much to see. You're never alone. You never feel lonely. There's always something to do. There's always stuff happening. And it, in, right. in, in that way, it can feel exhausting, but also yes. very cozy. And like, you know, there's always stuff. So, yes. um, you yeah, can be alone and be with you can be alone and not feel lonely, which is why it's interesting that it would seem that New York would be lonely because so much is going on, but you can kind of feel part of something. L.A. Yeah can be lonely. LA can be very lonely. I think that LA is more lonely than New York. Yes. I, I, I'm, I was too soft for New York at this stage in my life. And, and like you, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'll never leave LA, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, we plan and God laughs. Like, I yes. don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Like I really exactly. don't. Um, so, but at the time in my life, when I lived in New York, I, I was too soft for it and I was too tired for it. But, um, yeah, it's it's I was never lonely. L.A. Right. Sometimes if you don't have plans on a Sunday in L.A., you're like, am I a loser? What's going on? I'm kind of alone. Like, what's happening? Right. Um, but I, I'm lucky I get to spend time in both. And I'm sure everybody who doesn't live in L.A. and New York are like these fucking coastal people. All you guys do is debate L.A. and New York, L.A. and New York. And that is like all I do is I think about both of them. They're both fabulous in different well, for ways. For these people you're discussing, because I was thinking that I spend most of my time in the Hamptons and now Connecticut. I right. I did not want to be in the city anymore. And I like seeing grass and being alone yeah. and just feeling peace. I don't know if that's just an age thing, but I never, I was always in New York and never really experiencing what there was to experience. Like everything I've ever done to leave the house has been for work. So right. you're in the thick of it now. And um, do you mind if, am I allowed to ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 31. So you're 31. You're, I mean, you're very, very young. I didn't hit success until I was 37. So I'm trying to relate to you. I hit success, not in the way that you are, but, but I did hit some success and I was living in New York city and I was a late bloomer. Um, so you, you talk about all these starter packs, which I think is interesting for those of you listening, rich mom starter pack, and you're quintessentially personifying these places, many of which that I've lived in from the Hamptons mm -hmm. to Greenwich to the city and um, and different parts of the city, uptown, downtown. So do you know all of these places or you imagine it or you're garnering magazine articles and things on TV? Like how much of them do you intimately understand? So I, I think a lot. And, and to go back to what we were discussing in the beginning, you know, my parents are American and then I moved when I was six months old to London, but I always felt out of place there because I was at a British school, but my parents were American. So I was kind of from a young age, I was always fascinated with like what makes people feel like they belong, right? Like uh, what, what makes a place a place. And this mm -hmm. is to get on, you know, I, I think with the rich mom thing, you can go, there's two sides of it. There's like the anthropological, like deep side of like, I'm obsessed with female happiness over a certain age. I'm obsessed with what, what makes a place a place, but it's also just fun satire. So oh, no, yeah. And it's douchey. And I, and most of it's, correct because it is douchey. I have to send you something um, about this 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 um, animated little couple and she's telling him that Quag is not the fucking Hamptons. I'm going to send it to you. You'll yeah, die. Send it's it exactly, to me, yeah. It's effectively a 20-year-old rich, rich 
Richmond. Yeah. Okay. And it's just, it's fun. So I think for most of the cities that I do, I, I know, I just know, you know, you know, from living there are no, no people. Sometimes I have to call in a rich mom consultant and get the details <laughs> because it's all about the details, uh-huh. you know, for Miami. I, I don't know much about Miami. I, I called my girlfriend who's from there and she told me what the cool schools are and what the, you know, where, where everybody goes to dinner and everything. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it's fun. I, I mean, it is fun, but it's also like, at its core, like I said, I'm really obsessed with like women and, and how they grow and how they, they maintain their happiness and how they evolve and like how, um, how their stories, um, kind of unfold. So it's a little bit of fun. It's, it's satire. It's, it's a little bit of everything. Right. Well, I also, I mean, people have watched you come up, so you've been broke, right? Have you been broke when you were living in the studio apartment? Did you feel broke or you've never been broke? I I wasn't going to, I don't want to lie. I wasn't going to be on the street. I wasn't going to be on the street, but I didn't have any money in my bank account. Like I was going to have to move home. And and I know that a lot of people don't have a home to go to, but I could move home to London to be with my parents. And that's like a really great fallback, but I didn't have any money in my bank account. I didn't have a job. I definitely felt like a fucking failure, especially because I felt like, I had been, you know, I went to college, I went to grad school, I had tried so many different things and nothing was clicking. And I felt like I had something to give and I felt smart and I felt like I, I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what. So I, I wasn't going to be on the street, but I did feel like a big failure. Well, also you thought you had something, but everybody, we don't know when you, you might think you have it, but yeah. you, you haven't seen the end of the movie. A lot of people think they have it and they don't. So you're still sort of in the middle of the marathon, not having any idea, you know, whether to just not do it or go all yeah. the way. Yeah. And when you say move home, does that mean with strings, meaning you would have been supported or that just means you still would have had to have a job, but you'd have a roof over your head. Oh, hundred percent. I would have still had a job. I, I, for me, I'm, I love to work. I've, I've worked since I was 16. I love to work. And even when I was working in jobs that I didn't, I knew weren't, weren't right for me and that I was bad at, I still prefer to work. Like if you gave me a billion dollars tomorrow, I would keep going exactly yeah, as no, no, I'm no. going now. Yeah. That's just what, whatever. But I would have had to get a job, but I, I was, I didn't have any money for rent. Like I was the, the end of the road no, was coming for the rent. Yeah. Likewise. Um, I get that. That's, that's, you weren't, you're not comparing yourself to homeless people by yeah. any means, but in your life, you, you couldn't afford to do the things you wanted to do. You couldn't go buy right. something, go to dinner. No, like, no, yeah, no, I yeah, get that. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, exp- I couldn't afford a taxi in New York city cause it's very expensive. And yeah. you know, that feeling when the big bill comes with a group of people that you're out to dinner with and you pray that you don't have to split it or that. Yeah. Order. yeah. And I felt like, a, I felt, you know, I felt like a loser a little bit because I just felt like no cylinders were firing. I felt like, you know, I wasn't dating anybody. I didn't have a job. I had just moved for like the third time in my twenties, new city again. Um, and it was just like, I, I was kind of like, damn, like, I don't know how this is going to work out. Like, I I hope it it does, but I, I don't, I can't really see the end. Um, and I was starting to feel a little panicky, especially because I moved on to LA on my 29th birthday. And a lot of people think that I moved to LA because I wanted to be famous. I didn't, I moved to LA because I didn't like New York that much. And I wanted to be a writer. And I thought maybe if I could try a new city, like I have some friends there, I really like it, but I didn't uh, by any means move to do this. Um, and but then I was like sitting there on my birthday and my friends made me go to dinner. Um, they were like, no, like, you know, welcome to LA. We got to take you out. And I remember I got so drunk and I was like sobbing at this dinner because like my friends were getting married. They were getting all these crazy promotions. They had these great careers. And I was like, I feel like I fucked up because I feel like I could have just, I should have, I should have just stuck with something. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have kept, you know, I had that doubt. I, that definitely crept in. And I, and then I did this really cheesy thing. I remember I was in the hotel and I wrote this letter to my future kids. And I I was like, you're 29. Your mom is 29 today. Like I'm moving. I'm going on this gut feeling. I don't know what's going to happen, but I always want you guys to be brave. And I always want you to trust yourself and to try to just keep trying and go. So anyway, pandemic, blah, blah. Here we are. <laughs> wow. Well, no, but there's a couple of things that are jumping off the page. So I know that feeling that like I'm a loser and panic. I, but I was in my mid to late thirties and I would be going out to clubs and then be, you know, drinking and come home and like eat everything like you do, yeah. sure do in your apartment yeah. and felt depressed. I didn't have uh, anybody to possibly ever move in with. Not that that makes a difference, but I di- like you did not know, like, how's this going to end? Where am I working? What is it going to be? I don't have anyone yeah. to take care of me. I have no safety net. Um, 
But I think that we have to talk to women about we I thought I had to have it wrapped up when I was 25 years old. I really oh, did when I was yeah. like I literally thought it all had to be wrapped up. And so yep. I did what you did where I was on a couple of good trajectories. I mean, I worked for Lauren Michaels and I worked for Kathy Hilton and I worked yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer. But I was I kept moving around because I thought it was it was I was late. And and yeah. I think young girls need to understand yeah, they're so not late because I mean, no, I now no. I now yeah. think 37 was so young. Like I, th- I'm listening to you at 31. I literally think when I was 37, miserable and depressed and had nothing going on, not married, not a kid, not. I still think that's young. So I think yeah. I don't know how to convey that to young women about the you the the age thing because you were going through it not so long ago. Yeah, I know, and I talk about it all the time because I think it is a key cause of panic for women. I think it's yes. a key cause of why women settle. You know, yes. I get so many people, so many women writing to me saying, you're not going to believe this. They say, you made me not afraid to turn 30 and and not be married and, and, you know, still try things. And I'm like, what have we done that we have poisoned women's minds to think that your life ends at 30s? It's not a game of musical chairs. There's no timer, you know, but that's that's what we tell women. That's what everybody's, you know, it's like got to be wrapped up. I can't believe we're still telling them that. My assistant's in front of me. She's 26 years old. She thinks she needs, she should have a boyfriend by now. I'm like, what are you talking I'm like, about? I'm like, your 20s dating and your 20s need an entire rebrand. They need an entire rebrand. I you got to focus on yourself, focus on your female friendships because they're the ones that are going to lift you up. Focus on trying different things. And by the way, finding out that you don't like a job is as important as finding out as you do like a job. And that's, well, by you know, the way, you were in a serious relationship, wanted to marry the guy. Let me explain something to you. Once you are married, once you have kids, God forbid you get divorced. You don't understand. You're locked. I you're can't locked. just go move to Florence for six months because I want to go eat good food and drink olive oil. You could turn it into content. You could literally yeah. go tomorrow to Florence and live for six months because you want yeah. to. Like, it's nice to be yeah. free and everybody wants to be there yeah. instead of being here. And it's shocking because not until you get into your 50s, you realize what that means. You're shackled by 500 things. Exactly. No. And and it's like, what's the rush? Like, seriously, it's like, and by the way, if you, if you meet the love of your life, if you have the perfect job in your twenties, that's great too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's great too. And I'm, I'm not diminishing that that's a real possibility for people, but you, it's, it's okay if you haven't found it yet. And, and you have to remove the panic from the situation because all that's doing is clouding your judgment. All that's doing is clouding your creativity. When you're sat there thinking, oh my God, I'm not married yet. Oh my God, I did Look at my friend. She's bought a house and I'm broke, blah, blah, blah. All that's doing is adding pressure. And when you should be thinking, what do I want to do today? What am I interested in learning about? What am I, what's going on in my life? Like comparison is the thief of joy. I'd say it. I know it's annoying. I say it non-fucking stop to my followers, but I'm like, you guys, you have to stop comparing yourself to other people, to where you think you should be, to where you were. Yeah. Um, but also they're doing what, but this is what's giving me crazy. So in business, the numbers don't lie. This is the numbers. This is what it made. This is what it didn't make. This is what historically happened. Okay. I was 24 and 25 and all the people were getting married and I went to all the weddings and literally I'm thinking of Madison Beer's mom. Like that was one of the weddings, Lizzie Grumman. Yeah. That was one of the weddings. There's one person of all those weddings that is still married. Now I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but if the numbers don't lie, if these people were all in their twenties rushing to do what everybody else was doing because they were comparing and here I am with the numbers right. 25 years later and these people are not married anymore. How do we, that needs to be communicated back through time. Like the, the comparison theory goes to here, but we could just tell them youth is wasted on the young. If you say the numbers don't lie, here's the numbers. Don't they invest don't, in that. Yeah, they, they, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's like you can't, you can't settle because you know what, as you said, it's like, it's like people are rushing. Women are rushing. They're they're settling. I don't know why, because they want this wedding so badly. They want the fairy yes, tale wedding. By the way, and yes. they want they want it the tied ring? up in a bow. They want yep. it done. They just, I, I feel the, 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 the angst. I feel the need to have it tied up in a bow and done. And I'm like, what do you think happens after? What do you think? You get I some can't. magic I card tell my assistant every day. You, you get some magic happiness card and you're done. No, you wake up the next morning. And the only thing that's different is you have some nice photos to post on Instagram. You still, your happiness still matters. The things that you are, will think about, they're the same. Like, like, 
it should only be additive. It should only be additive. You can't change your life. Like, and I'm just like desperately trying to tell all my younger girls who follow me, um, this, because like, you know, I, it's, it's heartbreaking. They write to me and they're like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm 26. And I, and I don't have a boyfriend. And I'm like, and I know and? it's good. There's going to be, we'll find out. We'll find a secret sauce to convey it in some way that they really feel it. And from a well, porous the, nature to me, the thing that I've found is actually that it's like the most helpful thing. Like I can talk about it till I'm fucking blue in the face. But the thing is, if you lead by example, like I wish I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I wish that I had myself when I was 26 because I was panicked at the time. And if there had been an Same. influencer who was like 31 who was successful, who had amazing friends and amazing life, bought herself a house and was kind of just like, I'll meet him when I meet him. I, I could have used that because right. We all, had sex in the city. You're younger. We, we no, I was in, in the, the sex city. in the city era. I was of the V one of influencers who are all like, I'm 24 and my body's perfect. And I don't, I, there's no problems in my life and my Instagram looks perfect. And I was like, well, Ooh. I'm majorly fucked. And oh. then it's the sex in the city thing where it's like in sex in the city, for, which, by the way, I love the show. I grew up on it. But like the entire every week is like their stocks are up or down based on the guy. That's the entire thing of the show. And right. all the onus falls on women. Don't do this. Don't wear this. Don't do that. You're going to otherwise you're not going to, you know, uh, nab a guy. And by the way, the other harmful uh, trope in that show is that it really pits women against women. Remember that episode, the, the 30 something women versus the 20 something women. Why does it have to be this or that? Oh, like, right. What, and also nobody could afford. It wasn't realistic because you're talking about a lot of these starter packs as an aspirational, satirical thing. The truth yeah. is nobody can afford that life in New York City on those jobs at that at no. that time. You can't afford those clothes. Yeah, it's so true. Um, so so you're smart. You went to Stanford. That's quite impressive. That's Thank like, you. That's like a calling card, I have to Thank say. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you does it do you? Do you love that? Do you use that? Does it work for you? Did, did did it matter that you went to Stanford going back? Would you have would you have spent all that money on that education knowing what you know now? Stanford 100% was the best money. I mean, my parents paid for college. I'm very honest about that. It's they okay. paid. They paid for that. Um but uh yeah, it really helped me spread my wings. It made me who I am today. I have no regrets. It it it, it complete self-growth like the most amazing time of my life grad school I'm going to be completely honest with you it was a waste of time for me it was a waste of time and money I, I have a master's in fashion journalism because again I thought I wanted to move to New York to work in fashion moved to New York didn't like New York didn't like fashion okay um but so that was a real bummer but as soon as I got to grad school I knew very quickly I was like this is not this is not a good use of my time so I quickly got I was like, I'm going to work throughout grad school so I can try different things. I I was in New York, the center of the world. I was like, I got to try different things on the side because this isn't worth it. But Stanford, I'm extremely proud of it. Like I, I, I'm extremely, extremely proud of that. I worked very hard in high school. Um, and I really wanted to, you know, I was pretty academic in high school. I was pretty nerdy. And then when I got, as soon as I got into Stanford, I was like, I'm going to have a break. I've been busting my ass. I, partied nonstop was president of my sorority absolutely loved it it was great you sound a slightly um apologetic about not growing up with nothing like you want to be accountable to your following so you're not you know that you were born on second base not third but like you know that you were born on a base I I, I, I try to hold myself really accountable and I mean this this is all we're we're entering such an interesting um like time because I always wonder like how much context are we asking people to give, right? I'm going to bring up an example uh, and we don't have to go that deep into it. So for example, the Kim Kardashian thing, when she said, get your fucking ass up and work, whatever. And people shredded her. They shredded her on the internet for a week. And And I was reading the comments and to me, it seemed like, you know, the thing that they were angry about is that she, she grew up with money and, and, and she didn't give that context. And, and it, it really kind of opened this thing to me, like in my head of, you know, how much context are we expected to give? Because I've been misquoted before. I'm sure you have too. And so I'm always wary, like, but at the same time, I hate qualifying everything that I say, you know what I mean? It's like, it's going to make language very difficult if we're constantly qualifying. So I try to strike a balance, but listen, my parents paying for college is quite important for context because 
you know, it meant that I entered the world of adulthood debt free. And that's not a real, real, uh, that's not a reality for a huge majority of Americans. So I do want to be honest about that. And yeah, I don't think every things do need context. If you're going to make a dramatic statement like that, I don't think everything needs context. You're allowed to have a Dior bag, but also have worked hard and been successful. Like right, you're, right. you're, I mean, many people don't think you are, and there are many things you can't comment on as a white woman. And yeah. that puts you, in, you know, and there are many things that men can't comment on as a white man now, because it's not in to be a man, but there's a million things to navigate, as you know. Yeah. Um, I think people just feel like we'll give it to her because she's worked her ass on, as I like to say fully, but you can't go too far and start saying that, listen, not until there was some girl on the red carpet. Oh, I think Zoe Saldano was just like, oh, now I guess we go to award shows where people slap each other. Then everyone was like, oh, hi, I, I think you were dating the son of Will Smith or who are you? Like, if you open your big mouth, something's fucking coming. So I know, you're like, I know. You, you know. So that's what I have a big mouth. Trust yeah, me. Same. And I don't care I know. shit. Yeah. So, you know, and you know where the line is and you cross it sometimes and you take a little heat, but Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Everybody's yeah. a filtered down, watered down, edited bullshit version of themselves. It's and I'm not agreed. here for any of it. It's yeah. So, um, and I'm people know this, I'm sure. Um, what does Tinks mean? So Tinks is a nickname I've had for over 20 years. I was, ah, I, okay. it's, it's from a movie. There was a character in a movie called Tinka Parker and she was really confident. And when I was younger, I wasn't that confident. And um, in the movie, she's like, she knows how to flirt with boys and she's just really loud. And so I told my friends like, this is my alter ego now. And it just kind of stuck. And so, Oh, so your friends all call you tinks. That's like, Mm -hmm. your okay. Mm -hmm. Does anyone Mm -hmm. call you by your real name? My mom, my lawyer. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, Um, It's not a Lee. Is it your legal name now? No, no, no. Okay. So where is the line in sharing? So, Cause there was a girl yesterday on TikTok, and she said, "I'm in the bathroom," and it's such tempting. I've been on Housewives. I know what it's yeah. like for it to be tempting. You know, it's content. Everything is content. Yeah. So she's in the bathroom, and she's like, "I'm b- about to hook up with this guy, and this isn't okay." Oh, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like People are, it's dangerous. It's Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. I just thought this was a person doing this. I didn't yeah. know that, that was like a thing. But then, and isn't the guy going to know? And then, I mean, isn't someone going to say to the guy while he's in that other room? Because he's got his phone. There's a girl in your bathroom right now with your head and shoulders danger shape. Like, so, you know, and where is the line between like you're sharing it with them, but not being present with your own life? And especially yeah. for someone like you, your whole life is content. And this has been the source of an income now. So how do you stop the faucet? And what about if you get involved with someone else who, yes, will buy into the fact that this is who you are when you meet them, just like when I met Paul, but there is a line. I mean, they don't know exactly how far they're going into this thing. And it's really fucking annoying and invasive. It is. It is. And it's, it's trial and error. And I'm, and I'm still figuring it out. Like, for example, I don't talk about dating anymore. I did when I, st- when I, my own personal dating life. Like, like I met in, a guy and this is who he is. Yeah. Like, and I, and it was, by the way, the best content. And that was a really difficult Listen, dick on the table. That was a tough business decision because that that was far and away. I don't know what that is, but I can't wait to hear what's dick on the table. Oh, I mean, like, honestly, if I'm going to be honest with oh, you. Oh, I thought like, that was a thing you did. No, 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 a bit no. You did called dick on the table. I'm like, okay. it's, it's like my favorite <laughs> phrase. Um, Like, no, to be honest, like it was it was far and away the best content and people loved it because, you know, I would when I first started out, I was like, I didn't know that where this was going. I didn't know how big it was. And you weren't get. anybody. I, yeah. And I was nobody. Right. So I was like, I made up nicknames. I'd be like, oh, well, this guy, like the new guy. And, and you know, and right. people it's amazing content because you're following someone's, you know, up and down of dating in L.A. It's very fascinating. But last year I just got to a point where I was like, I First of all, it makes dating too complicated for me because it I don't know what people's intentions are and I don't want someone to ever want to date me because they want to be in the in the in the content and it also just confused me because sometimes I'd be telling my followers about something and it was like it just added in another dimension and you're watching like, the movie as a director instead exactly, of as a person. Exactly. And yeah. and and I just got to a point where I was like, so for those reasons, and also I just felt like I give so much to my followers and I'm happy to. I love them more than anything I really do. But I just needed one thing for me. Like I just yeah. needed the personal life to stay personal and quiet and 
it just made it easier for me. So I don't, I don't, but I, I'm happy. I pass on the lessons. I'll be like, oh, you know, I was dating a guy a couple months ago and this happened oh, or whatever, yeah. but not like in the same, it just was too much. Um, I agree. And, I agree. and yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I'm not tired of sharing yet. I'm not, I'm really love it. And it's very natural to me. And I never feel like I have to, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't have a master plan for this, but. So I don't, I'm not that aware of a lot of things. Like I always have to, other people have to tell me what things are. So I remember when I was going on, uh, on social media and I think it was TikTok and I saw the starter pack thing and I thought that was funny. I sent it to my fiance, Paul. I think it was the one about the West. It was one about the West, West village, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd seen your name, but like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that like collect Chanel buttons and those right. are famous people and muffin eaters <laughs> in Africa too. Like right. there's a lot of stuff. So I didn't know, like there's this person Tinks. I didn't know if you were just coming through because I had liked one or followed it and it was coming again, but I didn't know you were like a thing. So, um, and I remember someone said, you should do a collaboration with Tinks. And I was like, what? And they were like, oh, she did something with Gwyneth Paltrow. And I'm like, oh, but it was sort of just like, these kids think this is cool these days. And it was, I didn't know what they were talking about. So then, um, I guess also, cause you're in my world, you know, your name starts coming up and now like I'm aware of it. And this was a couple of months ago when we got in touch with each other. Mm-hmm. But I wonder like, what level of fame are you? Meaning there have to be there have to be guys on so on um dating apps that have no idea who you are because that's yeah. very you're very niche and very woman and uh not you you haven't reached into the male sphere on a full scale yet but I don't know that maybe I'm wrong because I don't know anything and you've gotten a lot of international press so what level of fame are you are you you're walking out and you're seeing girls at the yogurt store but are you at an airport and everyone's coming up like where are you in the fame spectrum I that's such an interesting question I don't know I think um. I think I, it's so weird. Cause it's like, it's, it's felt like a slow progression to me, but everyone keeps saying it's so fast, but I, I, I have moments where I'm like, wow, this is really crazy. Like, you know, if someone will try to find out where I am or they'll be waiting for me outside and like, not everyone is coming up to me in an airport. I said like two or three people and per airport visit. Meaning that you can date and have someone not know who you are. You're still in that. Phase. Totally. But I, but I also live in LA. So that's uh, like, that's the tricky thing. And, but, but online. I, yeah. But then, but then it's linked to your social media. Oh, got it. Okay. And then they see, yeah. and, and it's okay. like in LA, I kind of, I feel like it kind of splits into two groups of guys, either guys who are like, ew, she's has an online presence. I don't want anything to do with her. Or the guys who are like, oh my God, she has an, she has a blue check mark. Ew. Like I want to, you know, it's, and And it's tricky because I always tell my followers, go on dating apps. Like, you know, this is important. This is important to, you know, if you want to date, it's a numbers game, like get yourself out there. But um, I'm definitely- do you do that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because that's sort of an unfair, sometimes it's unfair when someone's fully aware of everything about you. When I was dating on dating apps, I was, I would, I would try it and then I would run away. I would literally go on and be like, I, I feel, I felt naked. Like I'm naked and everyone else has clothes on. Because yeah. I'd go in and, and I think that people have no idea who I am. These are all like business guys. And then a guy would say, well, I mean, you know, I have a nice job, but I'm not, uh, you know, yeah. New York, I'm not on New York ghost. I'm like, oh, I'm not Aristotle Onassis. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, first of all, you're insecure. Like I didn't like. Yeah, that they it's had a it's just notion. or it's those like it's those bits, you know. And because I talk about dating so much, it's like, you know, it's and that that stuff can like really cringe you out. You know, you're on a dating app and you you're mad with the guy you think he's cute, and then he'll he'll say to me like, oh, like am I doing box theory or like one of my dating theories? And I'm just like, Ew. I like I'm just like, you know, it's it's really tough, and I get it because like there is so much information or there's so much content with me in it out there. So I understand it would be hard to have to come in with no judgment. Like I get that as a, if I was putting myself in their shoes, but for me, I'm just like, um, you know, I don't know. It just creates a weird dynamic. There are so many men that have no idea about any of this stuff. I have. And thank God for that. So just so you know, like, one peacock is good for you. I think you could be like, you need to find some like attractive dork that's successful. That's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, that thinks this is all very cute and appreciates your business savvy and success, but does not like know that these articles or this stuff. That's not, that's not, that will not work. Um, so now how much do you now care about likes and followers and going viral because and did you care in the beginning have you cared at all has it been like oh my god like what has this whole thing been like 
No, I, and I think it's honestly, it's a combination of um, age and just experience. But I, right away when I started, I thought I, this is what I was supposed to do. I'm an entertainer. I don't know how it's going to go, but I know this is what I want to do. And from from very early on, I realized the the content that did the best was when I was truly making what I wanted to see. I was just making the videos that I want to see with my podcast. I make the podcast I want to listen to with my radio show. I make the radio show I want to listen to with the sweatshirts I make. I make the sweatshirts that I want to wear. If you start chasing what you think other people want, I think that's the death now. Now you have to think about your audience and how to serve them. And I do in a way think like, how can I add value to their lives? But specifically with what I'm my content, I'm like, I'm going to make what I wanted to see. And then it feels authentic. That's this, that's the key to authenticity is when you're not thinking like, well, maybe if I make a video about this, it will p- appeal to those oh, people. Oh no. Finding white space. Carol Radzewill once told me on the house, I need to find white space. I'm like, what is white space? She's like, where there's a void in something. I go, what? I, see, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I don't, you know, everyone's like, find your, you know, find your niche, do this. Thing. And I'm like, you're, everyone is overcomplicating it. The what's attractive and um, charismatic is when people, when you can tell that people really love doing something, like they actually love doing something, whatever it is. And people are like, what's your tip for TikTok? I'm like, if you really love making oatmeal, there's a guy on TikTok who has like 40 million followers Stop. and, and he has Not literally he, 40 million followers. For I think it's a lot. And he's like oatmeal guy. And he just makes new oatmeal every day. Stop. Why, why do people love to watch it? Because you can tell he genuinely fucking loves oatmeal. Jesus just like, Christ. It, it, but, it, but that's the thing. It's like, make what you want, you know, that's how you stay true to yourself. I, I don't overcomplicate it. I don't try to think, Ooh, like where's the white space you know, whatever. I just think, what do I want to see? Like, what do I, you know, that's my North star. Where's, so if you're doing what you love, it's not really work. Okay. We know that, but like, yeah. and so what's the structure of what you're doing? Do you say like, it's tomorrow's Tuesday. I have to post six things or are you just winging it all day? Like, and then you have other things now, I guess you have deals and collaborations yeah. and partnerships. So that's a separate story. Um, where's the structure in this whole business? Like what, what goes on? I, I post every day because I want to, not because I feel like I have to, because it's just like, it's pouring out of me. Like I just, that's natural. Like I feel I'm a natural storyteller and I, I love to post and that's easy and great. And then, yeah, I have my business. Now I have um, my merch line. I have my radio show. I have all this other stuff and I have a great team around me and you have to hire for your weaknesses. I'm not an organized person. I'm I'm, I'm not an organized person. (laughs) I'm a, I'm an ideas person, but I like everybody to say, this is what you're doing today. This is what you need to get done. This is this and there. you got to be here at this time. And I'm like, okay, great. Just put me in. Okay. So how many people is that? And where are they? And are you in an office? You're doing this at your house? No, I do it at my house. I have, I have my management team of two. I have my assistant. I have my agents. Um, and they're not in house. They're not. No, they're. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I have my, you know, my publicist and, and, and it's a, it's a team effort. It really is. And I'm very, 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 I've been very lucky with the the people that have come into my life and that, um, that make up my team now because they get it. It's it's yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have to get people who, who see the vision and who see you, who don't want to change you. They really see your path and they, they understand you and they want to go on the journey with you. And all that sounds very cheesy, but it's true. No, it doesn't sound and- like it's cheesy at all. But, but you're, um, you don't have like a, like a, Team, a production team at your house you you have no. like sh- shitty little lights that everybody else in the country oh has yeah I make all stuff. my con- I make all my content myself and post all it yourself all, all myself no one has access to my social media because so many of my younger girls who follow me like they are not even younger everybody writes to me v- incredibly personal dilemmas and I still try to set aside when I've started, I did an hour of DMs a day for advice. But now that I have the the show, the radio show and the pod, I don't have as much time. I still try to do half an hour a day. So it's all very personal. I post everything myself, but they write to me about their deepest, darkest secrets. So I can't have, and I would never, my content is like my purest self. It's like my purest form. I'm, I'm actually happiest when everybody leaves and I'm dicking around in my house and I'm making funny videos on my phone alone. Like that's, or writing stuff alone, I'm, you know, writing little jokes, writing skits, like that stuff is when I'm happiest. So, so interesting because I do find that it can keep you company. Like, yeah. And I mean, there's a line with that too. Like looking at your phone is, it can be an abyss. It can be like 
yucky, like meaning yeah. you can feel like 100%. you're gross, like you're yeah. an addict. You're like mm-hmm. in your phone. You haven't done anything. You haven't breathed air. You're like, but fiddling around with your oatmeal or being in the kitchen, like making basil oil and then posting it. Yeah. That feels like being an artist a little bit. It feels like being a little creative, but that could keep you company and make you not want to interact. So where's that line? Because that is a line. I'm an intro. I am an introvert. I Me do not too. leave my house. I yeah. do not leave my house. It's yeah, I, 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 I totally get that. I get really in, I get in on, you know, in kind of, uh, burst, set, a burst. set in a rut. Yeah. Like I'll get, I'll get in a rut. I'll be like, you know, I don't, I don't leave my house for a couple of days, really get in there with the phone and feel really connected to the content and the internet. And then for me though, I, I, I'm an introvert, but I'm also a party animal. Like I've always loved to party and I'm very open about that. Oh, so wow. I'll always, I'll always go through waves of that. And sometimes it's a couple months. Like, you know, I'll tell my followers, like I'm going into hibernation. I did that in over like December and January for six weeks. I just watched TV and I was just with my followers, you know, like, um, and when I say followers, I mean, you know, my community. The, I know what you mean, but yeah. it's funny. This language this new language of community and platform. Well, I was on a podcast language. the other day and someone thought that I meant followers. Like I thought I was Jesus or something. And I was like, no, that's oh. social media. Like that's what you, <laughs> that's what you call them. Like, you right. know, um, so I just want to clarify, but you know, <laughs> first, for, uh, first they were like, this girl's so vain. She thinks she's Jesus. I was like, no, that's, they mean they, they follow my content anyway. Your apostles, your apostles is obviously exactly. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, for six weeks, I was just like, all I was doing was reviewing TV and and my followers actually love when I'm home because they love that content because I love to react to things. I love to be like, look at watching this, watching that. This is what I think about. This This is my hot take on that. Um, But then I'll go out and I'll have, you know, a couple weeks of of partying and, and I love to, I love to let off steam. I love to go out, love to. So it go, it's different, but you know, I think that's really interesting and I've never heard someone say it like that before, but you're completely right. You articulated it so well. It can keep you company. And by the way, when the pandemic hit and I first downloaded TikTok, that's exactly what it was for me because I was, I had no one, like none of my mm-hmm. friends would see me. Everyone's scared of COVID. Like I, we all thought we were going to die. Like I was so, I was so out of my mind that I was like, I need, I need something. And that that's what it became. And I think that's why I have such an emotional relationship to my content and my followers because I was like forged in the darkness and like that we you were went together. That together it's yeah. interesting yeah I didn't and- know it then I didn't I knew it a couple of years ago I told my someone that I worked with about that I thought TikTok was interesting this is like before the Demilia like yeah. Madison Ray people and they were like it's really for eight to 13 year olds it's not for you but I was intrigued by it but yeah. I don't even have a computer or an iPad or anything so I didn't understand it and it's funny that you say that because of the whole pandemic and I went through something excruciating with my 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 daughter in custody and stuff but the whole pandemic it was myself my daughter my two dogs literally holed up and I'm glad I didn't ha- understand it yeah because it would have it would have been that would have been something I would have been feeding into and instead yeah. I was just feeding into my daughter and dogs but you didn't have that and that's just an yeah. interesting I will never take that time back but given how strong it is in my mind I can imagine how strong it is in your and your followers your apostles yeah. uh, mine <laughs> so yeah um what are so people who are big on TikTok are always sort of posting the shitty comment that someone says are really getting aggravated want to get into that with everybody so um are there a lot of trolls and um because i haven't really experienced that maybe like one or two bad comments but i hear you and a lot of people talk about these trolls yeah how bad is that and what are your biggest compliments and what are your biggest criticisms yeah it comes in waves it will come in waves and i and i don't know if it literally comes in waves or it's or if it's just like you are paying attention to it in waves because listen when you when you read the comments it's ego right that's and i i've had a lot of therapy about this because it is it is it is very psychologically damaging. I think, I think, let me back up and say, I think it's psychologically damaging to read that much about yourself on a daily basis, good or bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't really know what it's doing my, to my brain to hear, to, to read 150 comments. Tinks, you're so pretty. You're, you're the best. You're so funny. And then one being like, you're such a bitch. I, I hate you, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, and they could be all kissing your ass and it, that one person it, could be right. Like yeah, you think who, that, who knows? Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's a weird thing. So, so it comes in waves. Listen, there's some really, really mean comments. Um, there's some really mean trolls for me. It's not, for me, it's not about, um, I don't get triggered by the, you're fat, you're ugly thing anymore. Like I'm like, okay, like that's just so lame. Like I don't, that doesn't phase me anymore. To me, it's like when people, I can sometimes get triggered when people 
purposefully, it seems like misunderstand me or, or kind of, you know, I don't know, they, they, they take a joke wrong or something like that. Like that can really get under my skin. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's so interesting because we always say now, oh, it comes with the territory. Right. And sometimes I think, why have we just accepted that? Like, why have we just accepted that? Because I put myself out there and I'm public now, I should be, um, open to just like this level of criticism. Like, can you imagine if, if all of a sudden we were like, well, now for everyone who's an accountant, you're going to have 10 people who stand them behind them while they do their accounting, just being like, you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid. You're this, you're that. Like, why do we just say, oh, it comes with the territory. Like it's because bizarre. It's been, no? ve- it's been public extreme rise in a short period of time and people are miserable and jealous and how great for them for one second to say something nasty that makes them feel powerful and then for you to take the bait yeah. it's worked I mean it happens with little kids all the time why do little boys hit little girls that they like like yeah. people just want to get a rise they need yeah. it they like you know people are are vile and people are mirrors they see you know why you why not them I mean you know it's it's interesting I just think that uh, yeah. part of it is interesting I mean some I'm some- Sometimes it's not even like sometimes it's it's the nonsensical comments that get to me the most because it I think it 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 triggers something in me where it's almost like it's not even about me, but I'm like, I want to reach out to that person and say, your life must be so bad if you have if this is where you took it. Like someone made a video about me. I'll give you an example, like two days ago, and they were like, um, the way that Tinks was touching her eyeglasses like is so wrong. And then everyone's commenting, yeah, like I don't think she actually has a prescription. Like she has, and I, I was like, and it's I get to, it. to me, I I can't explain to you the feeling that it, it triggered in me because I was like, um, the fact that you made a video thinking that I was lying about having to wear glasses, like, which I'm not, I'm not sensitive about it at all, but I've worn eyeglasses for 10 years and I wear contact lenses every day. And I was just like, so why, too, like, right. why did you spend time of your day doing this? Like, right. But I, you're also like, why do I care? I've had well, this, the I, more, I love you're you're like, why do you care that this idiot said this? She says you're a purple clown. Yeah. What does that mean? What does Someone it mean? Said last night, you're losing your hair. Okay, this is my hair. You're losing your hair. That comes with age. First of all, I know it does. Thank you for pointing that out. But then you're just like, you know, or something. I had like oil on my face because at night I put oil on my face. I didn't put a disclaimer. I didn't send out a newsletter. But I had like a bomb on my face. Why is your face always so greasy? First of all, I I don't even have oily skin. Like now I'm like worried about the fact that I look like I have greasy skin. I have the driest skin. I know. So anyway, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like, it's so, you know, and it's the and stupidest I, thing. It's the so silly. And and I, you know, when I started out, I really had a hard time with it in the beginning. I was like, because it, it's it was shocking and it came on so fast and I had never experienced anything like it. And I really worked hard in therapy. And now I'm in a pretty good place where I'm like pretty, I'm pretty just, I, I don't really care anymore. I'm like, I don't really read the comments. Like if you don't, if you don't like me, like that's cool. Just scroll. And right. and the, the thing that I always come back to that, that really helps me, the mantra is like no one more happy or more successful than me would ever talk down to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like no right. one, no one, no one who's killing it is ever going to be like, you're this or that things. You're not funny. Great like it's line. only people it's, it's great really note. helped me. It's really that's helped me. That's a great me. note. That's yeah. a great note. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the big picture? This is an interesting career. Yeah. And do you, are you, do you, worry about the big picture do you have a big grand plan or do you are you putting one foot in front of the other and and just enjoying the moment and seeing what happens it's a mix there's a lot i want to accomplish there's a lot a lot a lot um but i'm you know i'm also taking it one one day at a time and i'm trying to enjoy the process and i'm trying to enjoy like i i can be a very goal oriented person and like i set the goal or the thing that i want to do and then i'm very tunnel vision but that is quite exhausting for me and it also makes it you know that's not what life is life is actually the in between right it's actually the days where you're just like you know 1% better you're just working on something it's like that's life it's not actually the day you launch the podcast, it's the, it's all the days leading up to it. So, um, I think the, the big picture is I love what I do. I can't wait to grow up with my followers. I can't wait to, you know, speak to them on new platforms and in new ways. And I, and I want to do them all. I mean, I always joke, like aside from a singing career, I want it all. Um, and, but I'm also just trying to be present and be grounded and be like, Whoa, this is, I'm really in a happy 
it's so funny. Like for women, it's so hard for us to say this stuff. Cause I never want to feel, you know, but I feel very grateful right now. And I feel very happy with my life and, um, I'm just trying to enjoy it and work really hard and, and work on the next, the next thing. Do you want to be on TV? Do you want a talk show? Do you want that other medium or I want new like mediums? Yeah, I want I want new mediums. I want to do movies. I want to do TV. I want to do it all. Um, you know, I think at the core of everything I do is storytelling. And, and I'm especially obsessed with connecting with other women through, um, you know, the, the joint experience of what it is to be a woman. So I think like, you know, exploring those stories in different mediums and and talking to my followers in new ways um, is is what I'm really focused on. Is there real money in what you're doing? Like, is this has it become real? Like, do you feel like, wow, I can kind of do what I want, or are you still super frugal and have poor mentality? Like, where are you in that whole noise about money? I I just feel so um, I just feel so proud, like that I can. I, that I can like live my life now. And I, and I do treat myself sometimes. Yeah, I do. I but like, I said this morning on my show, I said like, cause I'm taking home, I'm taking 10 friends to Coachella and I got, wow. like, I, I got the house, I got the artist pass for us. And like, I, to me, the number one greatest thing that has come out of all this is like my followers and my relationship with them. And like, what I, how I can connect with women. The second best thing I'm going to be honest is like being able to treat my friends is to me like sex. It's like the best feeling in the world. It's so fun. Like after, it makes it so fun and they're all it like makes on it the so ride. Fun. And it's just like, you know, they, they were there for me in different times of my life when I was just like, you know, crying and being like a loser and like not knowing what was going on. And to be able to do things for the people that you love is the best feeling in the world. And it's Absolutely. very cool. And it's just like, like to me, that's cooler than buying a bag. Like, of course. That's you know? amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Well, um, that little microphone thing, whether you invented it or not, is that a bit or that's a real thing? Does that function? Is there, do people it functions. Need that? It functions. So, you don't need, you don't need it. I just like, I'll, I'll be honest. There was not any great strategy when I ordered it. I was like in quarantine and I was like, you know, I was like drinking wine one night and I was thinking like, Oh my God. Well, I'm like a mini reporter. Like how funny That's would what be I if thought. I had that? Yeah. Right. I, and I was like, I just think it's so funny to like hold it. And I also, I kind of have like a little bit of a lisp and someone commented like, Oh, you should do ASMR. And I was like, maybe I'll get one of those mini microphones. Then I just started holding it and it became my thing. So I wish that there was some great strategy, but it was, I just, just didn't happy... know. I was so dumb in the beginning. I thought people needed it to do whatever tech they were no, doing. So it's yeah. a bit. It's, it's a, bit a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was a bit. Okay. We have a big problem here. This is very important. One, you like chopped salads. I be- And I was the hostess at La Scala, just so you know. Okay. Eight dollars <gasps> so an hour. And I got a free $21 salad every day because I loaded everything on it. Because you know, yeah. if you've been there, that you add on and the turkey and they yeah. add on for everything. It it's only expensive. comes with salami, yeah. provolone, and chickpeas and that dressing. And iceberg, which is so cheap. So, and I used to get it with romaine, which is much more. But I never understood chopping salad because it becomes water. You're like, it's like a smoothie of salad. That's one I want to get into with you. I know Number what the two, second one is. Truffle no, there's fries. A th- I know you think it's truffle. It's not just truffle. Salad in a cup. Like, I'm also offended. You put salads in cups. So you like eating salads out of cups. I'm, I'm secondary, like very offended by that. And three, saying just as a blanket statement, just a blanket statement that you don't like truffle. Like, these are bones to pick. I have a couple questions yeah. after that, but they're not mm-hmm. as important. Mm-hmm. So those are bones bones to pick. Like soggy salad, truffle. I just and- like a big trough of salad that's small and I eat I like to eat it with a spoon so I can oh. like shovel it in and it's all like mixed up because I need every bite to have every single piece of flavor. And from my thinking, like if the salad is chopped and the bits are smaller then the surface area that's covered by the dressing is greater. That's fair. But the, and the mix with water, but that, that makes some sense. It's a bigger lathering. Do you like gazpacho? I love a gazpacho. Yeah. I love it. I love, yeah. I, but I love salad so much, like in a really non-ironic way. I just like, it's, I fucking love salad. And then the truffle thing, listen, I don't like a truffle fry, but I do like a truffle pasta, a truffle risotto. Sure. Fresh, but it has to be, you know, hate to sound douchey, but like, to me, when I think of truffle fries, I think of like those like awful 
brunches that I would go to in New York city, like on a Saturday morning. And it's like a big cavern and it smells like feet. And then it's like not real truffle fry. It's, it's perfume. like, it's truffle it's perfume. Truffle perfume. And then I'm like, like thinking about that. But if you're getting out the fucking thing, if you're walking over my table, pulling out the rock, telling me you bought it from Italy, shaving it on my pasta. Absolutely. I'm in 100%. Okay. Cause I yeah. didn't want to call you out. Imagine I see you in a restaurant and you're eating truffle and then it'll be a big no, scandal. I, 100%. I'd be one of those trolls. I'd be yeah. one of those truffle trolls. Fact. <laughs> I'd be like a truffle troll apostle. Um, so, all right. Well, I understand the spoon and the salad. We're never, I'm not going to ever, it's like, why don't you just fucking drink, get a Keurig and put some fucking salad in it and drink salad coffee. It's disgusting. I can't even think about it. Gross. Um, so what has been your rose and your thorn? Um, of all this truly, truly the connections that I have with, with people, like the girls who come up to me and say, you know, like, like a girl that I haven't, um, I haven't seen her since college and she texts me and we weren't close in college, but she texts me, she get, Hey, I, you know, I still had your number somehow. I just want you to know I was engaged and I, you know, I knew it wasn't right in my heart. And through following you, I kind of got the courage to leave him. Cause you always say you're not too old and it's not too late. And, you know, you really taught me a lot about self-worth or like I was at a wedding. This girl came up to me. She said, you know, I, I have had a really tough time in life and I finally got up the courage to go to therapy because you said therapy was cool. Like I fucking live for That's that amazing. shit. Everything like that, the individual connections I have every time that I that I, you know, help someone out like with a, even a mental trick, whatever, like it's, that's the, the rose. The thorn is, um, I, I don't know. I'm a very, I'm a very optimistic person. I'm a very like, yeah, I don't know. You don't have a thorn. It's okay. I don't it's have okay. a thorn. I'm very grateful. I, 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 I've just grown immensely as a person over the last two years. I feel very lucky. Like, um, yeah, I don't have a thorn. I, I love it. And then I guess just the last question is the percentage, because lucky and smart, what percentage are you lucky and what percentage smart? That is a really, really tough one. Um, yeah, I kind of believe like you make your own luck a little bit. Like I kind of believe people, especially with careers in the public eye Jen Atkin talks a lot about this too people are always like oh you know she just like right place right time you know whatever but it's like a lot of who's Jen Atkin I've heard the name but I don't know who that she's is. she's a massive celebrity hairstylist oh, and okay. she has her own line and she's yeah she's wrote, wrote a, an amazing book really about working and a work ethic and I really admire her but she always says like you know people just think oh you know they're just pretty or they're in the right space space at the right time or you know whatever but um yeah, that's a tough one. I think a, a good mix. I think I've been very lucky in my life, but I, but I know you got to know when to make hay while the sun shines. You've you know, got you, the net for when the fish show up. Exactly. You got you got to be ready and waiting. And like, I think that that's part of it is what I've been able to do over the past two years is because that's like, I knew the feeling when it, right away I was like, it hit and I was like, this is it. And you go. You know, it's like the way of the set is coming. You got to ride all those waves. You can't get hundred percent like, zone, you you've know, been in the it, impact zone. Yeah. Cause I've been, I've been floating out there. I've been floating and I'm like, where, what's going on. And, and in those moments, I try to tell, tell people like, you know, if, if there's nothing right in front of you, it's okay. Don't struggle. Don't just sit in the water and right. flail and be like, whatever. But when you see that wave coming, you get on your fucking board, you put your eyes forward and you go right. so that you're ready. And then when you're, you know, then. So and the tables are hot. You press your bets. You're yeah. at those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're similar. And we've had interestingly similar trajectories as I talked to you. I didn't know much about you, but I remember being on Housewives and talking about to this guy about moving in and on camera because he didn't want to be on the show. But the audience right. doesn't know that he was like, we'll talk about this later. And I'm like, but aren't we going to move in? Like, a.k.a. the producers want me to talk about this on camera. Yeah. Even though, and he's like, we'll talk about it later. I kept digging myself in deeper and back to high school when it wasn't cool to be the one who got broken up with the way that yeah. I came up. Like, you're sitting here getting sort of broken up with-ish. And the uh, the viewers were, you're our Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. And I became flawed and I became real. And it feels yeah. like that's what you are. So you're flawed and people are feeling good about that instead yeah. of trying to be perfect, which yeah. is what most people are trying to be. And so I applaud that. And also, yeah. you publicly mentioned Be Strong, yeah. my relief effort. So the you... ice cream that we did, we're going to give the proceeds to um, to Be Strong. And I just, what you do is so amazing. And it's, it's genuinely 
inspiring. It's and what I like about it, you know, when everything when the tragedy started happening, it, it's like, you know, it's another conversation. But I looked, you know, they say, look for the helpers. You're a helper. You are doing you are saying exactly where the money is going, exactly the impact it, it's having. You're and you are a operations. You are you know how to execute. You know how to get shit done. And that's the best thing that that we need right now. So I want to thank you for everything um, that that you've done. It's really amazing work. And I'm really, really happy to support it. Well, I appreciate that. And that's you, you have uh, a Sunday at Craig's called the Tink Sunday and mm-hmm. you have your own ice cream because it's, mm-hmm. it's vegan. Um, but I appreciate that because one of the things I will say, celebrities post links of something that somebody else says that they're doing and I see it. Yeah. And there's always a middle person. Yeah. So people like you who have influencers are saying, go donate here, but it's not you that's doing it. So you're telling them to go donate and often the the people don't know where that money's going, if that makes any exactly. sense. So I'm like, no, exactly. I'm in charge of the money. Like it's yeah. being run like a business and most people aren't good business people. So why would most no. orgs be good? So I, I know. And there's like, you know, there's links flying and there's just yes. so much noise. And I'm exactly. like, I'm like, I want to give my money to someone who knows what the fuck they're doing and how to make an impact. End of story. It's, well, it's I actually, that. yeah, we are streamlined. We are economical. We're organized. And I just yeah. appreciate that because I see a lot of them like, oh my God, why did they give their 80% goes to yeah. not the effort. Oh, I get frustrated, I know. you know, I know. So yeah. you're amazing. This you're conversation amazing. exceeded my expectations, which Me were too. high. Me so too. I can't wait to meet you in person. I um, know. I'm in LA in June. I have an event. Maybe I'll come. It's Please, be- I, I love that. I admire you so much. Thank you. This was a great, this was a great talk. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. Love this. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand Tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. So I didn't know what to expect from the Tinks interview. I mean, she's interesting. She's successful. She seems fun and sassy and smart. I didn't know a lot about her. I just know that I'm aware of her. And she reminds me of me, a younger me. I mean, that's crazy. I've never said that about another guest. I've never said about another guest that they remind me of me when I was much younger. But uh, Tinks was really honest, confident, sure of herself in a good way, comfortable in her own shoes, vulnerable, flawed, wise, connected, connected. She really keeps going back to being connected to her followers, to um, this audience that really helped to make her who she is. It's really amazing. I, I applaud her success, congratulate her, and she just shows that anything's really possible. You can make anything happen. So I really enjoyed that a lot. Thank you for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. We are killing it, and I'm so excited, and I owe it all to you. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like, you feel like you've really gone somewhere far, and you don't need a passport, which, honestly, I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.